You're listening to the Ambition Incubator podcast, and I'm your host, Deirdre Morrison. I'll be sharing some bite-sized brain science, thought-provoking questions, and mind-bending ideas about how our brains work, change, learn, and adapt, and how we can use the knowledge emerging from the field of neuroscience to open up new possibilities and make the progress we want in all areas of our lives. Today I'm talking to my special guest Vicky Blades about two important topics, resilience and getting visible. These are both really important issues for entrepreneurs and our conversation digs into how they relate. For many of us, there's no greater fear than putting ourselves out there. And Vicky, who's a professional trained actor with 17 years experience on stage and screen, is more aware of this than most. She coaches people with just this issue, using co-active coaching techniques to help her clients own the room in her one-to-one coaching practice. So let's join the conversation and hear what she has to say. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm here today with Vicky Blades, and Vicky is a professional voice coach and also professional actress. So we have got some burning questions to ask Vicky about the absolute hell that it is for most people to get themselves out there and start talking on stage or on video and really what um, what are the best ways to counteract the inevitable fear that we mostly feel when, when we think about this even. So Vicky, it is, it is kind of counterintuitive to do this, isn't it? Um, is that something that you come across with a lot of people? Absolutely, it really is. And it's so interesting that public speaking is, I think almost universally the, the kind of in the top three fears that we have somewhere after divorce and dying or moving house, which is astonishing, isn't it? <laughs> when you yeah. think about it, really, you know, we're, we're talking to a group of people. But it is something that everybody has fears around. I think universally, people feel fearful about speaking up in meetings. We've all been on training courses. You know, remember vividly sitting there thinking, oh, God, not me, not me. Don't pick on me. Or having to do the introductions in the beginning. And now, of course, we've all had to move online and do a similar thing on screen, which is equally, if not more terrifying. People have all sorts of um, ideas and and fears around appearing on a screen. So, yes, it is something that everybody has issues with, for sure. Mm. And, you know, uh, my, my background is as an actor and we learn. Uh, that we have to appear on stages and on screens. And obviously that's something that we have to get over if you like. And it's interesting that when I became uh, an entrepreneur and now have my own business sort of coaching people to be more confident on camera and, and with public speaking, that, that actually I also had to overcome my own fears about talking about myself and about talking about my business because that's the different thing entirely to having a script and a director and the lighting and the staging and and that all set up for you. So there is something about talking about yourself and what you do, which is also quite, what does one client say to me? Cringy is the word. Yeah, cringy. (laughs) <laughs> Real double whammy, isn't it? Because you, yep. you've got those natural fears of not wanting to let yourself down in front of a group of peers or potential clients or people who are higher up than you on the one hand. 
And then on the other hand, we have this kind of um, cultural thing where we're not supposed to say that we're good at something. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. And particularly as women, we're not supposed to talk about our achievements or be proud of our successes. Um, you know, we're supposed to make sure that everybody's happy and everybody's feeling equal and nobody's standing out. Um, so it is uh, very strange as an entrepreneur to be talking about yourself and what you do and, and your business and so on. Um, and then you add in the technology of Zoom and cameras and being on a screen. <laughs> mm. No wonder we all have Zoom fatigue. <laughs> Zoom fatigue, yeah, I know. Um, can I ask you, Vicky, uh, when you started, and you mentioned having to just get over it, is it something that you really get over or is it just something where you get a bit better but you still have that stuff churning in the back of your mind about why you'd rather not be doing this? Oh, yeah, the latter, definitely. I mean, I, I think it's well documented that lots of actors suffer from stage fright and stage fright can hit you at any time in your career. You can be a very, you know, accomplished and, and uh, confident actor and and perhaps not suffer too much but then suddenly be hit by stage fright and it's a bit like confidence some days you are more confident in some situations you are more confident and then out of nowhere it can strike you know fear into your heart so i guess it's something that's more managed than overcome um, mm. when it comes to to being confident in different situations and and learning how to speak out because there are techniques and tips and tricks and, and skills that you can learn absolutely and I think it's important one of the things I always say to, to clients is you know when we're not taught and we're not naturally able to step onto a stage and speak to a group of people so that is a skill that has to be learned and the good news is that anybody can learn those skills so that's one positive anyway mm. And some people, I guess, embrace it and grab hold of it and run with it. And for other people, it will forever be slightly uncomfortable and, and slightly surreal and not what they want to do. But certainly, you know, there are ways to, to, to get better at it and feel better about it. And I suppose that's one of the things, isn't it, that, you know, we, we can develop resilience and resilience is a, is a big deal, I think, in any walk of life. But especially when you're starting a business and especially when you're putting yourself out there. And I think that maybe understanding how resilience helps us with something like public speaking, which may be a, a big fear, but realizing that we can develop that almost like a muscle that we can um we can help ourselves to get over it. Now, I, one of the things that really um, made an impact on me recently was realizing that people that I look at and think, wow, they're so professional, they're so amazing, look at how easy it is for them. They're taking a long time to get that polished product at the end. I think for some of us, you know, if we're new to this, we have this real sense that we should be able to just stand up there and do it in one take and it'll be brilliant. And of course, that's really not how it is, is it? No, not at all. And I think I think resilience is a great word for it because I look at resilience a bit like the layers of an onion. You kind of build up resilience by mm. doing things that scare you and doing things that get you out of your comfort zone. Um, and 
yes, we all have this perception that everybody else is doing it better, faster and more comfortably than, than we are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's simply not true. And it's the same with actors who are a huge success. It, it may seem that they're an overnight success, but actually they've probably taken a good, you know, 10, 15 years to get to where they are, where they are recognized in public or they're getting the accolades or whatever it is. So, so yes, I think that for sure be inspired by people who can do things brilliantly that you want to do but make sure you are feeling inspired if you're feeling if it makes you feel inferior if, if you're starting to compare yourself then it becomes obviously counterproductive um, and that can kind of paralyze you and stop you from moving forward but take inspiration from the people that that do it well and mm -hmm. take a look at what they're doing for sure and you know there are plenty of people do, doing public talks and TED talks and and all of that quite brilliantly. Um, same with entrepreneurship. It, gosh, wow, what a learning curve. Absolutely. <laughs> you know. have this brilliant idea and you think, oh, I should be able to just go and tell people, here I am, and suddenly I'll be a millionaire if you would believe what all the online gurus tell you. Um, and it most definitely is not like that at all. No, it really isn't. Um, but I guess one of the things about it is that these ideas and these expectations that we have of ourselves are very much based on, you know, the external perception that we have of what has someone else's path. Yeah. And I was listening to uh, who Chris. Oh, gosh, his name escapes me now. Chris, it'll come back to me. <laughs> He's the, the head of the, the TED Talks, the TED organization. And right. he, um, his book about how people present in the TED Talks and his ideas and um, tools, tips and techniques basically for them is really, really interesting. And he was saying that he feels that it's one of the biggest tragedies that he's come across, that so many amazing ideas and so many amazing thought leaders effectively never lead people with their thoughts because they are just too afraid to put them out there. They're, they lack in confidence. And it's, it's, it is sad, I guess, when we think of all the things that are lost to us because people worry about what the um, emotional impact for them will be of putting themselves out there. And I think yeah. that's what it comes down to, isn't it? The emotional impact on us if it goes wrong, if people do not take it the way we hope that they will. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, that reminds me of something my acting tutor said at drama school, which is that, you know, the best actor in the world could be working in your local Tesco's right now. It's just that we'll never know because they've never been brave enough to step mm -hmm. out there and, and give it a go. And yes, I totally agree. All those brilliant ideas that are percolating inside of people and they, they haven't the ability or, or you know, I, I guess that a way of knowing or learning the skills of how to speak up and speak out. Um, and that fear of judgment is huge, is huge. Mm -hmm. And I totally get it now that we live in an online world. Huge fears around being called out, about trolls, about haters, and people having an opinion on our opinion. Uh, and yet, and yet, I find that most of the time, particularly with my video clients, when they do put themselves out there and they do start to make videos and go live and talk about their business and, and do bits of training and so on, 90% of the time, the audience is willing them to do well and, and wanting them to, 
to be there and thankful that they are there imparting wisdom. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for actors on stage. You know, we have moments of fear and, and terror before we actually get on the stage. And you have to remind yourself that the audience are there, you know, to be entertained and to have a mm -hmm. good time and are not wishing for you to do badly and for things to go wrong most of the time anyway. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's a lot to do with our own our own fears and fears of being judged, definitely. And and that's actually that's another really interesting thing because you know knowing what we know now about how the brain works and the ideas that are coming out of that, um, that we have these sort of uh, almost mirrors going on with something that is either exciting and something that we want to do or something that is making us want to turn the other way and run. They're very, very similar sort of states of arousal. Yes. And knowing that we can use the kind of um, focus of our attention and we can control the thought process to make that into something that we actually can get into or that, you know, we can let wash off us, if you like. We can let those um, distracting, fearful emotions go. We don't have to jump in there and let them overtake us. Um, so that, I suppose, is something that we we can work with. We can we can definitely yeah. use that as part of our development of resilience. Yes, and actually, in the some of the exercises I do with acting students is turning fear into excitement, mm -hmm. because as you say, the neural pathways are the same. The physiological changes in the body are very similar in terms of you know igniting your your reflexes and your fight or flight and all of that. And it's being able to harness that, recognize it and 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 turn it in from fear and terror into excitement and enjoyment, which sounds impossible, but actually it isn't. It, <laughs> it just takes a bit of practice. Practice, <laughs> exactly what I was coming to. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like we need a sort of a safe environment to try these things out, don't we? It's, it, we sort mm. of throw ourselves in at the deep end sometimes and that can work very well for some people, that sort of sink or swim feeling. But... For a lot of people, they are much more cautious about how they develop skills. And it's it's finding a sandbox, really, to play in, to give these things a go, you know, to record something maybe at home and just look at it yourself and go, OK, I need to change that or I need to work on that, rather than um, just, you know, thinking, OK, I'm going to go and do my first Facebook Live to a thousand people and... <laughs> worry yourself sick <laughs> and arrive at it in the stage where you are really not being your most effective because you are worried sick about how it could all go terribly wrong. So yeah, and it's so, so interesting because actually what happens is people people have two fears. One is, what if nobody's watching? And the other one is, <laughs> what if hundreds of people are watching? So, um, <laughs> and of course, generally, the first time you go live, there will be hardly anybody watching. So it's actually quite a safe way to, to, to practice. But yes, practice, 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 as with anything, um, mm. it is definitely helpful. Uh, and it's just interesting that when people start going live and they'll get one or two viewers or maybe none at all, and then they start to get a bit like, well, hang on a minute, where is everybody? I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm, I'm showing up, I've got information to impart and nobody's watching. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's an interesting paradox. It takes its own resilience, that doesn't it, to actually keep talking to the void, as it were. Yeah. In order to establish that knowledge for people that, you know, they will be able to come and hear you and you will be there at a certain time. You will have that consistency. Yeah. 
So doing that is also something that takes resilience as a, as a speaker, because in that phase, I suppose it does, and it can feel very much like, uh, well, I'm trying and nobody wants to hear what I'm saying rather than, okay, you need to give this time to build. Yes. And it particularly on Zoom, it's very difficult. If you've ever run a, we a webinar or an online training, because you're not getting the feedback that you would in a training room, in a workshop situation. Mm. And often it can seem as if you're training to a sea of kind of absent faces and, and people doing anything but kind of interacting. You know, and you have to remind yourself that people are there and they are listening and, and try and keep it as interactive as you can. And again, that gets easier as you get more confident to ask people to kind of join in and, and, and chat in the text even. But yes, it can be very disconcerting the first time you do that. And you're kind of thinking, is anybody even listening to what I'm saying? <laughs> Vicky, I would love to ask you about um, something that I know was has been a big part of your career, your love of improv. Yeah. Is that something that you think has, well, if you can tell us a little bit about how it works, but also if you can tell us how you feel that might reflect the skills required for entrepreneurship, which <laughs> to my mind anyway, seems to be a lot of improv sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yes, so my improv journey started, oh, about 20 years ago, even before I went to drama school. And I trained with a group in Bristol and they were, uh, it's the Keith Johnston uh, School of Training that was. He's a Canadian who wrote a book about improv improvisation in theatre, but actually, about improvisation in life as well. And I think it's a skill that is hugely beneficial in all areas of life. And I think if you talk to any improviser, they will, they will agree. Obviously, we do it for entertainment. We do it for comedy. But one of the things that you have to learn in uh, improvisation for it to work is to totally let go of any self-consciousness, of any self-judgment, self-criticism, and you have to leap. So you have to throw yourself into a scene without any idea of what you're gonna say. And that is the beauty of improvisation. If you go into a scene thinking, I'm gonna say this or I'm gonna do that, it, it won't work and it'll fall flat. And so oh, it, takes, uh, it takes practice for sure and it, and it does take a bit of courage. But what you find is that the brain will always come up with something. There's always mm. something there. And the wonderful thing is it doesn't have to be good or right or perfect. It has to be something. And you start to feed off the energy of the other actors in the group. And almost always something mm. interesting happens. And if it doesn't, you move on. And that is the huge, huge learning curve that, you know, is super beneficial to, to be able to rely on yourself to come up with something in a moment without planning. Mm is unusual but that's kind of what improv is all about i love that you mentioned courage in that um because having courage to do something is such a tipping point for so many things in our lives and our entire effectiveness really you know we can we can become so much more open so much more engaged and innovative once we tip into that state of courage where we are brave enough to stop defending to stop protecting um, yeah, and let go enough to trust that things will work out. And yeah, because the inner critic will always jump in to stop you from doing stuff. And again, being an entrepreneur is 
is, you know, about getting out of your comfort zone. And I always thought in the beginning that, you know, my first big obstacle was actually starting the business. And little did I realize that once I'd got over that <laughs> obstacle, there was just more and more all, all the time, every day, every week, another obstacle to overcome. So, yes, getting used to getting out of your comfort zone and being brave is enormously useful in all areas of life, but particularly entrepreneurship and acting and improvisation. <laughs> Can I ask you just before we wrap up, Vicky, what is your um, favorite method of improving your resilience and courage and all of those things that help to put you out there, that help you to be heard, that help you to present yourself? Is there anything that um, you think, right, you know what, this really helps me and I've been doing it for, uh, you know, maybe even not always consciously, but there, there are things that make it easier for you or make it better for you going out. Gosh. Um, well, the first thing that springs to mind is talking. I mean, talking to people, talking to mentors, talking to having a supportive group of people that you can talk to is priceless. Because I think what happens is when we get into that place of fear, is that we become very isolated and, and we forget that there are people there that we can reach out to and talk to, whether that's a friend or a business, you know, acquaintance or, you know, coach, mentor, whatever it is. So talking for me is <laughs> unsurprisingly a huge part of, mm. um, you know, being resilient and, and being honest, you know, with your feelings. And I, and I think nowadays, particularly, in business, we are looking for that authenticity. We are looking for that realness that, you know, everything's slightly messy and chaotic. Nobody's perfectly polished. And some days are really hard. And, and we are happy for people to come online and tell us that. So mm. talking for sure. And then um, a wonderful mantra from my improv days, which is uh, we used to say in our group, we suck and we love to fail. And so, <laughs> so actually realizing that that uh you know being messy making mistakes and failing is all part of the process and we're all doing it in our lives we're all constantly failing and learning and improving and practicing and being messy and occasionally being you know exceptionally polished and and, and so on but but it's all part of the process fail fast and fail forward yes perfect <laughs> perfect yeah <laughs> I am going to put some uh, notes in the uh, in the show notes about how people can get in touch with you and find out more about your work. But is there anything that you would like to just say very quickly about um, the best way to to find a sample of what it is that you do? Yeah, I mean, come and find me and talk to me because that's what I love. And uh, I'm always happy for people to reach out. It's a really easy way of booking time with me for free on my website. And I have a beautiful Facebook group called Ready For Your Close Up, which is a group of very warm and supportive women who are getting brave about standing up and speaking out and being more visible. Wonderful. So Ready For Your Close Up with Vicky Blades on Facebook is a great way to start. And then check out the rest of the show notes for all the other stuff that we have in there. Vicky, listen, it has been an absolute pleasure, as always, to talk to you. And I hope you'll have plenty of people reaching out to you after this for um, your wisdom and guidance, which is boundless. Oh, thank you very much. 
You've been listening to the Ambition Incubator podcast, your weekly source for brain science tools, tips, and techniques. Thanks for taking the time to tune in. It's why I want to make sure that every single episode contains game changers with the potential to elevate your performance and enjoyment to the next level in all areas of life. If you want to catch up between shows, check the show notes for my links. Meanwhile, if you hit subscribe right now, you'll always be first to hear when the next episode is available. Until then, my friend, imagine the possibilities. Thank you.